welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my loves. So happy to have you here today. It is eclipse season. (laughs) It makes me, do you remember that Michael Jackson song? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? I bet you can (laughs) feel it. I bet you can feel that it is eclipse season because eclipse seasons are a little topsy-turvy, a little unpredictable, a little volatile. So in this episode, I am talking about the total lunar eclipse in Scorpio. It is on the 14th slash 15th of May, late in the evening on the 14th for much of the United States, and then early, early for our friends across the pond. And, you know, I always like to remind myself and you in these episodes why lunar cycles, paying attention to them, Noticing the new and full moons, noticing the eclipses can be helpful. For me, there are a couple of reasons. One, the dominant cultures on the globe right now are very interested in linear time, past, present, future time. And lunar cycles ask us to remember that time is cyclical also that we are on a rotating planet, that our rotating planet revolves around a sun, that in addition to time moving forward, time also moves around. And why does that matter? Well, because when we acknowledge that time moves around, that time is cyclical, then we also see that there is a waxing and a waning. There is a flowing and an ebbing. There are seasons. There are returns to something that's happened before. Yeah? There are times for accumulation and expansion. And there are times for releasing, for recentering. To me, it seems that linear time is only interested in bigger and more and bigger and more. And I love that cyclical time says, oh, yeah, there's bigger and more, but there's also centered and curated. So lunar cycles sort of say, yeah, progress actually does involve sometimes stepping back, does involve sometimes letting go, releasing, recalibrating. So that is one reason to be interested in lunar cycles. Another reason is that astrologically, lunar cycles draw our attention 
to certain energies, certain vibes, certain areas of life, certain topics that we might not otherwise fully attend to. And I love that as well. So in today's episode, we'll be talking about eclipses, particularly what eclipses are and how they're different from new and full moons. And we'll also be talking about the energies of Taurus and Scorpio, because that is this particular lunar eclipse. And the eclipse season that we are in is looking at Taurus energy and Scorpio energy. So this, I hope, will help you to attend to these parts of life, these parts of yourself with a little bit more intention and awareness. So eclipses. Eclipses are showing us that disruption of the cycle is part of the cycle. So we can mostly depend on the moon's waxing and waning, waxing and waning. And slash but eclipses tell us sometimes this cycle is interrupted or augmented by an unusual alignment of earth, moon, and sun. So that's what's happening at an eclipse. And when I say that disruption of the cycle is part of the cycle, I mean that Eclipses are always happening, and they are happening in their own cycle, right? So right now we are in an 18-month period of Taurus-Scorpio eclipses, eclipses on the Taurus-Scorpio axis. And this is neither the first nor the last time that these eclipses are happening. In fact, the last time these eclipses were happening were in 2003. So if you think back to May 2003, what was happening for you? What kind of breakthrough, what kind of shakeup happened for you in May 2003 can look back to that time and get a sense of what these cycles bring up in your own life. Hmm? So eclipses happen when new and full moons happen at the lunar nodes. And there are two lunar nodes. I'm not going to go all the way into it. I just want to give you the basics. There's a north node of the moon, and there's a south node of the moon. And Jyotish astrology, the astrology from India and Indian culture says the North Node is the head of the dragon. The North Node is hungry for even more. The North Node is desiring. The North Node is augmenting. And the South Node is the tail of the dragon. The South Node is letting go right? I mean, the South Node is pooping, y'all. It is letting go of what 
has been digested and what is no longer needed. Right now, the south node of the moon is in Scorpio. And the south node of the moon will always be there. And then occasionally, the moon will be new or full in Scorpio. And in that case, we'll be having eclipses there. The north node of the moon right now is in Taurus. And so when the moon is new or full in Taurus, we'll be having north node eclipses. Okay. So what does an eclipse do? I've heard two descriptions that I really like a lot. And I'm so sorry I can't remember from whom these descriptions came. I love to cite my sources, but I, I don't know. I picked these up along the way. I did not come up with them myself. One of them is an eclipse throws a wild card into the mix, right? So here you are with your hand in life and you draw from the deck and an eclipse is a wild card. It is something you did not expect. It is something that allows the rules of the game to shift a little bit, to change a little bit. The other description of eclipses that I really love is that eclipses are a moment of radical realignment, like it or not. (laughs) So whether or not you are ready for it or you even want it, an eclipse will get you and your life back on track. Sometimes not so gently. I love those two descriptions. Neither of those is meant to frighten you, by the way. And eclipses historically have been frightening times. You can imagine if you live by the cycles of the sun and the moon and all of a sudden there's an obscuring, there's a disruption of that regular cycle, it can be scary. But I would love for you to think about eclipses as that moment in the Scrabble game when you draw the blank tile. Ha ha. Extra power available. It's when you draw the wild card draw four in Uno. Hmm. Yes. I get to change the game in this moment. So whatever unexpected is coming up, it is coming up in your favor. It is coming up for you to get to step right into it and to change the game. Now, eclipses are also insisting that we remember and we reckon with co-creativity. So you're not the only player in this game. None of us ever are. We all got a wild card plus draw four. We all get the blank tile to change the game. So remembering that too, I think, is really, really important. And remembering that we're all in this together is really, really important. All right, so full moons generally are asking us to rebalance polarities that we find energetically in the zodiac. So let's talk about Taurus and Scorpio. Taurus is the sign of fixed earth. 
So Taurus has to do with the material world. Taurus has to do with stabilizing and grounding and abundance generating, nurturing vibes. Taurus is Venus ruled. And so Taurus is interested in values and in things of value, like what matters, right? Matter, material world, what matters? The North Node right now is in Taurus. And so all of our attention is being drawn toward what matters. We are hungry for what matters in this moment. We're realigning our values in this moment. So that's Taurus. That's one end of the spectrum. Scorpio is on the other end. Scorpio is the sign of fixed water. And when I think of fixed water, I like to think about going all the way down, 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 down into the bottom of the ocean where the water doesn't really move with the waves as much. It is very intense. It is very potent. It is very penetrating energy. It's the energy of emotional intensity. It is an energy of the deep and the dark. While Taurus is Venus ruled, Scorpio is Mars ruled. While Taurus is interested in values, Scorpio is interested in power. So Scorpio, I learned this from my astrology teacher, Austin Kopuk. Scorpio is signified, represented by the scorpion. And the scorpion is armed and armored, right? The scorpion is all about power and protection. It's about survival. You you think down to the down, down deep of the ocean. There are some creatures down there that are (laughs) the stuff of nightmares. They are like many toothed and the darkest of dark color that we can even imagine. Like it's wild what lives in the down deep of the ocean. And so this is our depth, our intensity, our power, our desire to survive. The south node is in Scorpio right now. And remember, the south node is where we are purging, where we are detoxing, where we are letting go. In this moment, along this axis with the North Node in Taurus and the South Node in Scorpio, we are orienting toward our values and away from our protections. We are orienting toward what matters, what really matters, in a way that takes into account deep emotion, but also lets go that which does not serve us. So that's where we are right now in these eclipses. We are balancing these energies and, again, we are 
recalibrating, balancing them in a way that will have wild cards, will have the unexpected. You know, the phrase that just came to me, I'm sure you've heard it. It's like, um, let go or be dragged. (laughs) So right now in eclipse season, it's like, let go or be cut off. (laughs) Like being dragged is actually not going to be an option. It's like if you've been on the edge ready to jump, it is time to jump or life will push you (laughs) and you will be diving in anyway. Okay, this all sounds very intense, right? And slash but I so, so hope you will remember that it is wild card draw for blank tile energy that you are receiving. So even if it is jarring and unexpected, it is ultimately in your favor, in your empowerment. One more thing to say about eclipses in the Scorpio-Taurus axis. This axis is a fixed sign axis, right? Taurus is fixed earth. Scorpio is fixed water. So these are extra intense shakeups, right? The fixed signs are signs of maintaining, of sustaining, They are not signs that have a lot of shake-it-up energy in them. I mean, these days they do because we have the planet Uranus in Taurus. That's a whole other thing. But when we have eclipses along fixed signs, people with a lot of fixed energy, so people with planets or points or a lot of affinity toward fixed, sustaining, maintaining energy. So this could be like earth sign folks. So that's Taurus and Virgo and Capricorn. They all have a little bit of the earth vibe, the stable vibe. And then fixed sign folks. So that is Taurus and Scorpio and Aquarius. Can be extra uncomfortable for those with extra fixed energy. So I'm sending you all lots of love. I happen to be, I have a lot of mutable energy and a lot of cardinal energy myself. So not difficult for me to surf the waves of uncertainty and change kind of comes naturally to me, but I know it doesn't to everyone. And I'm just advising you all to lean into your own power to create continuity through routines, through rituals, through the basics of self-care, right? Feeding yourself, resting, sleeping, moving your body, cleaning your body, caring for your body. That will help all of us as we navigate eclipses in fixed energy. Okay, so lunar eclipse in Scorpio, very close to the south node. It's a total lunar eclipse. And so we know this is about releasing and it is about letting go. But what is it that we are releasing and letting go of? There's definitely going to be emotional release. 
And there's also going to be an invitation to let go of the ways that we are armed and armored, the ways that we are in our attack scorpion stance, so that we may more fully turn toward Taurus energy, which is regenerative, abundant, which is creating. So this eclipse is really about a deep clearing of the emotional closets. And honestly, maybe even of the physical closets, like doing some release around what you don't need anymore, what doesn't serve you. It's going to be really helpful. So I will remind you that my friend Leslie Tagorda and I wrote a book. It's called New and Full Moon Rituals for Entrepreneurs and Changemakers. And this book gives you the journal prompts all written out. So I'm also going to share them with you here. But if you want them in written form, you can grab the book either as an ebook, you can find it through my website, or you can also order it on Amazon. So these are the questions that we hope will help you to do that clearing, to do that evaluation of your Scorpio vibes and to allow yourself to evolve toward a better balancing, a recalibrating of Taurus and Scorpio energies. Yeah. All right. So we said that this moon is about alchemizing wounds to wisdom. And that's in part because Venus is conjunct Chiron in this new moon. And Chiron is the wounded healer. Chiron is the very, very wise one whose wisdom comes through what pain, what injuries he's endured. And Venus, co-present with him, is saying, Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. This is so abundantly healing. This helps us to align toward our values. This helps us to understand what matters. Yeah. So the first self-reflection prompt for this moon is, Where do you see proof of your inherent regenerative power? You have an incredible ability to heal. You are programmed for healing. Where do you see proof of your regenerative power? And you could look at your physical body. You could look at broken hearts you've endured, where do you see proof of your inherent regenerative power? This moon is also square Saturn, so the sun and Saturn and 
the moon are all sitting at a three-top table, and Saturn is asking us to take radical responsibility for ourselves. Radical responsibility for our material and emotional reality. Saturn often asks us to get real. So here's the question when we release some of that armed and armored vibe. When you allow yourself to be vulnerable, what is revealed? Like what of your humanity is visible, is palpable, is newly understandable, is relatable when you allow yourself to be vulnerable? In order to take responsibility for our emotional reality especially, we're asked to pause, to tune in not only to the mind, but to your belly, to your heart. So taking a moment to really get intimate with your own material reality, with your body. What feelings are lurking in your heart and your belly? What have you been feeling but maybe not allowing to come to the surface? This is a moment to allow that to come forth for you. What have you been feeling? Has there been a resentment? Has there been a discomfort? Has there been a desire? And then how can these deep feelings, how can they help you to connect more deeply to your purpose? We are doing a reevaluation in this moment. We are doing a recalibration. We are shaking up fixed energy. So the next question has to do with that. Which self-protections keep you more stuck than safe? So basically, where is your armor getting in your way? Where is your self-protection preventing you from moving forward, from moving toward what matters? Oh, that question. You could really just answer that question and that could, that'll do it (laughs) for this eclipse. That is what this eclipse is all about. And then finally, you are meant to remember always, but in this, in this lunation for sure, that you're not alone, right? Remember, this is all co-created. It's all co-created. So remembering you're not alone. How can spirit support you on your healing journey? And spirit could be Whatever it means to you, right? Spirit might be God. Spirit might be the spirit of humanity. 
Spirit might be creativity and your creative muse. It'll be a little different for everyone. But remembering that as you are letting go of the armor, as you are letting go of some of the old hurts that you've actually healed from, right? You, you've, you've healed. You've learned. You've grown. You're stronger now. Your loneliness ain't killing you no more, as Britney Spears would say, <laughs> right? How can you own that? How can you alchemize that into wisdom and let go of the armor that you really don't need anymore? Let go of the fear, the self-protection that is excessive, that's unnecessary. All right, remember, wildcard energy let go or be released from (laughs) and know that this is part of a much bigger cycle and that whatever it is that you are courageous enough to let go of right now, releasing that weight, releasing that hurt, releasing that toxicity, releasing that resentment, releasing that is what is going to enable you to move forward a little freer, a little lighter, and a lot more powerful. It's going to let you use that blank tile, that wildcard draw four, in a way that changes the whole game for you. Well, that metaphor went a lot further than I thought it would, but you know me, that's going to happen here. All right, my loves, take excellent, excellent care of yourselves, please. Again, grounding into the simplest routines is going to help a lot. And I hope you'll make time for these self-reflections. You know, they could happen in a journal. They could also happen in the tub, It's a watery full moon. They could happen in a swim. They could happen in a walk by the ocean, in a walk by a creek. They could happen with tea, gentle and sweet. All right. I wish you tons and tons of love, and I'm excited to see how the game changes for all of us. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. 
Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer Shami D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.